God keeps his promises. Come on, God, I'm going to know that God keeps his promises. Fifteen years ago, my pastor, Pastor Ruben Reina, sent me out. And he sent me with the word. He sent me with the word. He sent me with the seed. He sent me with the vision. He said, well, go and do what God called you to do. Go and do what God called you to do. You got a lot of work ahead of you. You got a lot of battles ahead of you. You got a lot of fights ahead of you. But God is on your side. But God is on your side. Come on, but God is on your side. And if you remember that, that it's God, nothing will fail. And I believe this morning, if we are going to move anywhere further with the vision, there's certain things that we're going to have to accept as a church, as believers, and as a, as a body of Christ, the challenges that God has before us. Amen. Because God wants to move us into a, a new realm, a new place. Come on, for salvation, for deliverance, for healing, for breakthrough. Because that's the God that we serve. He wants the best for us. He wants to take care of us. He wants to heal and mend and restore and refresh. He wants to put back things. The Bible says he's the God of reconciliation. That means he'll reconciliate things that are falling apart. We've got to trust God in his word. Trust God in what he says. Amen. In Philippians 3, 12, church. Philippians 3, 12. When I was going over this, it, it just began to show me how true God's word is. Because how many know God's word cannot lie? His word is true. Amen. Come on, his word is true. And amen. In Philippians 3, Verse 12 says these words. He goes, not that I have already attained. And this is Paul speaking. Not that I already attained or am I already perfect. He's saying, I'm not a perfect man. I'm not like I already made it. And that's the same thing with me. I'm not that I'm perfect or I already made it. He says says these words, but I press on. Come on, so he goes, but I press on. But, but, But I press on. That I may lay hold of the which Jesus Christ has also laid hold of me. Now listen, listen closely, please. Brethren, I did not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press towards, I press towards, I press towards the vision, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward calling of God in Jesus Christ. I want you guys to know this, that vision... Is about sharing the gospel. Vision is about sharing the gospel. The gospel that saves. The gospel that heals. The gospel that restores. The gospel that calls. It's about sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Can someone say amen? That's, that's what it's about. That's what the vision is, church. We reach them through the gospel. We teach them the gospel. We mend them through the gospel and we send them throughout the world with the gospel come on somebody that's what we do it's the gospel it's the word of Jesus Christ when we forget about that we lose our aim we lose our sense we lose our compass you know anything about a compass a compass gives you direction and God is saying if you want to move forward church get back to the direction come on somebody get back to the direction get back to the direction get back to where God wants us to Church, I am vision proof because I share the vision. Yes, I'm vision proof because I share the gospel. Come on, somebody. I'm vision proof because I'm sharing the gospel. And because I share the gospel, I'm vision proof. I'm proof that the vision works. I'm proof that the vision works. I'm proof that what God says does work. 
Amen. Because I'm telling you, over 16 years ago when I was lost, I'm making shirts right now that's called Ex Troublemaker. Because you know, all you got, all you some were, were some type of troublemaker. I don't want to just ban you to one thing, but I know one thing that you did do that was trouble. Trouble in your home, trouble in your marriage, trouble with your children, children with the parents, you at school, in the neighborhood, everywhere. So we ain't going to just tell you what one thing, but we all want to tell you by the root of it trouble. No more trouble. Someone say, no more trouble. No more trouble. Hey, man, I ain't bringing trouble no more to my marriage, no more to my children, no more to my house, no more to schools, no more to nowhere else, no more to the neighborhood. I'm done. Call someone because ask the God, sharing the gospel that pulls us out of the mess. Amen. That's what I believe to understand moving forward, church, is to understand the scripture. Not that we already made it or we're perfect, because I'm, I'm far from perfect, but I do push forward. I don't, I don't stay stuck because if I stay stuck, then I'm going to be stagnated. And I believe in you. I believe, I've seen, oh my God, I've seen how you came in and how you're going out. You don't look the same. You look different. Oh my God, look at you now. You brush your teeth. You comb your hair. You shave. I'm talking to the women now. You look good. You look good. Put some makeup on. Looking good. I'm telling you guys, a change. Not only in the outward, but in the inward. No longer mean, belligerent, out there getting bloated and drunk, running the mud in and out of prison. God has changed you. Come on, let, let him continue. Get him continue. Getting you out of that place. So say moving forward. See, if we don't move forward, guys, or capture what I'm saying, then we're going to decline and fail. We're going to decline and fail because we're going to get comfortable. We're going to get comfortable and we're going to think, well, I'm okay. And, and all of a sudden, we just, we just you know, how many, everybody has a comfortable spot at their house. Their chair, whatever you get. Put the, sit back, relax, and you feel good. And tell your kid, when you walk in, the kid gets up because you know that's in your chair. He's, she's got to move. He's got to move. Even at the table, that chair, your chair is broken in more at the table than your kids. I know, because I sit at a certain spot, and when I walk in, go to the table, they get up and move. Sometimes they try to, you know, dad, I'm dad nothing. That's why I call, that's why they call me daddy. Move it, baby, move it. But we have that place where we get comfortable, and we get, oh, no, God said, no, no, don't stay comfortable. Because you get comfortable with how you treat your wife. You get comfortable with how you treat your husband. They're comfortable how you treat your kids. You, 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 and they're like, they're growing up and they're like, they're uncomfortable. Your spouse is uncomfortable. Your children are uncomfortable. But we get comfortable in how we do things. We need, we need to get out of being comfortable. And we get comfortable in the church. We get so comfortable that we come in and we, and we mistreat each other. We need to stop mistreating each other. Treat each other good. Love on each other. Give each other a holy ghost hug. God bless you. Good to see you. Not, not where you've been. It's good to see you. Someone say, it's good to see you. It's good to see you too. Amen. Church, God is doing some tremendous. Next Sunday is Easter Sunday. Come on, somebody. Next Sunday is Easter Sunday. Resurrection Sunday. Today is Palm Sunday. Yesterday, Friday, and Saturday, there's a transition that takes place. And there's religion... And, 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 and that does certain things 
because of their love. Listen to me. Because their love for God. And we want to mock them, make fun of them, but they love God so much. I, I was broken. I was driving with my son in, in the car and I seen these young teenagers, men dressed in ties and walking the neighborhood with the bishop and the Catholic church. Would you, I'm all of their like, man, I said, my God, they're walking like proud. They got, got the got their area. I'm like, wow. I'm like, it, it, you know, it, it's different, but it was like, I'm like, man, all little kids and all the teenagers, and they was like, wow, like, oh, it hit me hard. He said, because they love God. They might have a misplaced love, but they love God. You got to hear what I'm saying. They might love God, but they have a misplaced love. And imagine if we can reach them with the gospel, the true gospel of Jesus Christ, and let them know, look at man, this, and they're like, oh, imagine their hunger, their desire. That's what hit me, guys. That's what hit me yesterday. That we got to get back to giving God glory and glorify God. Don't stop pointing fingers at everybody. Someone say, love your neighbor. See, Jesus only gave us two commandments. Love your neighbor. And what was the other one? What was the first one? Love God. Second was what? About pretty much what he said. Love God. If you love God, you'll love your neighbor. We're too much. We're all too much. I put myself in the car before all you guys. I'm the first one. But he gave us two simple rules, guys. He says everything else will be in that, be working out if we love God first. If God is at where he should be in our lives. If God should be where he's in our hearts. And when we are worshiping God and loving on him, everything else falls in place. Everything else falls in place. Then love your neighbor. Who's your neighbor? Anyone beside yourself. Not just a neighbor, your neighbor. Everyone else beside yourself. Because he knows how you love yourself. That's why you cut your hair and fix yourself and fufu powder, all that good stuff. You know, you love, he's a diamond. You love the way you love yourself. Love your neighbor. Amen. As a church and as believers, we need to think of what it takes to move ahead. And the vision of sharing the gospel. We must need, we must need not be satisfied with our past or believe that what we're doing now is good enough. What we did now is good, but what we're gonna do later is even greater. Come on, somebody, because we gotta be satisfied that we're gonna push on because why? Because we want to see souls saved, lives changed, families healed, marriages restored children's touch and if we want to heal them we first got to heal this the church needs to be healed first the deliverer needs to get delivered I think we need to deliver ourselves to the lies of the enemy 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 18 he says but grow in the grace he says I want you to grow in the grace the word grace simply means what you don't deserve he says, I want you to grow what you don't deserve because I know you don't deserve to grow, but grow up. Grow strong. Grow mighty. Grow beyond your means. I, got, I want you to grow. Someone said grow. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord. Amen. I want you to know that how Jesus sees you. He's seeing you that when you were a yet sinner that he died for you. When you were a yet sinner, when we were, we're all messed up and we were lost, he, he loved us. So he says, I loved you when you were at your worst. 
I love you when you answer your words. I love you when you answer your words. And I want you to know that. That grow in the grace. Grow now. Someone say, grow now. Grow now. Grow now. Move forward in the vision of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. I believe if we're going to make a difference in this world, and that we must make a difference in this world, the world needs to see a difference in us. If we're going to make a, a difference in this world and, and, and everyone else, we need, there needs to be a difference in us. Someone say, me. We must show forth God in us that Jesus has changed us. Jesus has delivered us. Jesus has set us free. We must accept the challenge of making a difference by being different. Being different. Someone say being different. See, the different that I'm talking about is, is the transformation of Jesus Christ. When we look at Philippians, he goes on. He says in, in verse 15, 15 of, of chapter 3, he says, Therefore let us, as many are mature, have this mind. And if anything you think otherwise, God will, will reveal even to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Listen to me saying, don't you think that, you're, that you are perfect the way you are? No, you weren't. Because I'm going to reveal it to you that you're not. And if you don't, reveal it to everybody else. Because everybody else already knows. How many were the last ones to know that we're messed up? We're the last one to know. Everybody else knows, but you're the last one to know. You're the last one to know that you need help. Well, the first one was your spouse. The second were your children. And the third were everybody else. Amen. That's why I'm challenging you this morning. Let's fix us. Let's take an inventory of our lives. Let's fight against the lies of the enemy. Take the challenge of making a difference by being different. Some of you, when you got saved, you gave your life to God when you were younger. You were hungry. But what happened is you opened your heart for different appetites now. Now you're hungry for all these other things. Hungry for ambition. Hungry for success. Hungry for money. Hungry for sex. Hunger for this, hunger for that, hunger for love. Your hunger has changed. And because of that, your appetites have changed. So you've been filling it with all these different things. And God's saying, you've misplaced your hunger. Get back and be hungry for me again. Come and repent. Come and fix the hurt, the pain that you've done. Own up to your mistakes. Own up to your feelings. Own up to it. Come humble before God. A humble man is brings hard, but a powerful man falls down. Humility brings honor and life and strength and health. God says, let me do. Let this be done. Let me restore what the enemy tried to destroy. A broken man is, is, is no good. A broken man, God loves. A broken man will come down prostrate before God. Come on.
come on. A broken person will come and humble himself before God. I see how some of you guys came in. You came in humble, broke. But now that God has touched you, I'm standing straight. I said, no, I like it like this. Let the Lord just continue taking all that don't belong there. That you become a healthy spouse, a healthy son and daughter, a healthy leader, a healthy believer, a healthy son and daughter of Jesus Christ. Church, it all starts with us. I'm not the Holy Spirit. I cannot make you feel bad. The Holy Spirit is a convictor. That's His God. His job to come in and to touch our hearts and to deal with our hearts. It's the voice of God that does the rest. And it's up to us to listen. It's like if your wife tells you we need to talk, you better talk to her. When she says, let's talk, man, stop for a minute and sit down and listen. She might help you. I'm going on 20 years of marriage. It works. I've been 23 years with my wife. It works when she said, we need to talk. I'm like, let's talk. Not fighting and getting crazy with each other because we, we did that when we first got when we first got married. Honeymoon lasted maybe like a week, I think. But reality kicked in. A couple years went by, and I was like, "Man, Lord, this is where she was thinking. Did I make the right decision? Did I make the right decision?" But my wife was strong enough to give me to God. And I was strong enough to cry out to God. Because I know I already had her. I loved her. But I had to learn to humble myself. And in that, got healed and got restored and got mended. Because women want love. Men, love your wife. Love your wife. Not in words, but in actions. Not just when you want something. know how we are we're men women will love you when they don't want nothing they just want to love you what they lack is respecting you because of what we've done they will love you to death but they'll respect you to hell she goes I love you so much I want to slap you <laughs> It's not that I don't love you. It's that, oh Lord, help me to get back to the place of respecting you the way I want to. I've destroyed that many times. Men, because if you have healthy couples, you'll have a healthy family. If you have a healthy family, you have a healthy church. We want you to come in sick. We don't want you to stay sick. I'm, oh my God, I, I tell people, man, I was sick as ugly as I, I hate myself mean and bad. Because it don't bring no fruit to nothing. In James chapter 1, verse 19 and through 20, it's a very profound scripture. And, it's, and it hurts me every time I read this more and more. It says, the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. How can we be so evil and expect God to bless us? How can we be so mean to our spouse and expect the blessing of God to be in our house? We can't. 
We can't, we cannot be so yelling and crazy to our kids and expect them to love Jesus. We can't be siblings, be yelling at each other and expect that they lift their hands later. We can't do that. We have to learn to talk to each other nice. I think that God wants us to get back to being healthy church, healthy believers. Look at next week, again, it's resurrection. But let me tell you something next week, we're on TV. And you want to know what kind of TV? Live TV. Not because I want it, because they think I want live TV. And it's good because it's not a Christian station, it's a secular station. So those, those that are not, look at those that are not saved, they're going to see. Come on, somebody, I'm telling you. It's reaching all the desert, the high desert, and all these areas are going to be online stream, stream live, and all these things. I don't, I didn't want it. I didn't have to do it But God said, no, here, you better do it. I said, all right, Lord, only if you want me to. I, I, I try to act like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear nothing, his phone calls or nothing. I tried to just... All of a sudden, last week he called me. Hey, I've been, I seen the email and I did this and that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, no problem. So we got everything. We prepared everything. We got everything going. We're just ready this week. We'll do a run. We're doing a run right now. Uh, not for not for the church, but not for life, but for us. <laughs> but we, we, God is doing it, not me. All glory has been done is been glory to God. All that is done is glory to God. I give credit where credit is due, and that's my pastor. My pastor, I'm grateful for my pastor. I am grateful for my pastor. He has rebuked me. He has yelled at me. He has pulled my ears. He has spanked me. <laughs> he, has, he has spoken life into me. He told me what I didn't want to hear. He told me what I needed to hear. He, he, uh, I, I feel like a fillet fish. But it, it, it helped me. To be a better spouse. Help me to be a better pastor. Come on, help me to be a better son. And I want to be the gospel to be as simple as I can. It's a simple gospel. It's not too big. People make, people make it too hard. And that's why nobody can do it. That's why everybody feels like they can never excel to do anything. But I want you guys to know that you can obtain it. You can do it. You can make a difference. Closing with this, number 17. Brethren, join in following my example and know those who so walked as you have us for a pattern. For many walked of whom I have told you often and now tell you, even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. My God. He said, Some I told and some I shared. And I told them what they needed to do, but they didn't like to hear it. And now that they're enemies of God, because they didn't like to be told that they're doing wrong. They didn't want to be told that what they're doing can hurt their children. They didn't want to hear what they're doing that could hurt their spouses. They didn't want to hear what they're doing was hurting them. So they got mad. I said, I'm out of here. This Jesus ain't real. You're just judging me. No. The gospel says to share the good news. 
the good news is, hey, you don't have to be like that no more. You don't have to act like that no more. Jesus died for you. He loves you. He'll deliver you. He'll take away addictions. He'll take away lies. He'll take away all the junk of the enemy. He'll restore. He heals. He mends. That's the truth. It even the true gospel even true. You know that, that movie that just came out, Shazam? That's seven things that God hates. So if God just only hates seven, huh, that was pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. Well, can God hate? No, he just hates that you act like that and you allow that to eat you up. And it tears away the things that you love, things that we love. Have you seen that movie, the last one with that creepy little kid? Little creep. I'm like, oh my God, is it creeping all of us? I felt that creep before. It'll make you do something you don't want to do. And then what happened to that guy? He just fell. Boom. Right over the cliff. Because that'll just bring out the worst in you. It'll make you just fall. I challenge you this morning, guys. To accept. To own up. And say, God, I'm humbling myself before you. I refuse to let the enemy lie to me. I want better for myself, better for my family, better for my job, better for my life, better for my business, better for I want to do better. I want to be healthy, a healthy leader, a healthy believer, a healthy son, a healthy daughter. And it's only going to start by surrendering to you. I want you to stand with me this morning, church. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Bible says that in Acts chapter 17 verse 6 the men that Jesus got were men that were untrained and uneducated men that were like you and I men that have been through some stuff and some hurts that had some issues the Bible says says when these men got a hold of God and God got a hold of them that they turned the world upside down come on somebody they changed the world they affected the world And when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brothers to the rulers of all the cities crying, these are, these, 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 these that have turned the world upside down are coming here also. Like, my God, these guys that have been affected, these guys that have changed, these guys, oh my, they're going to come to our city. These guys better watch out. People are not afraid of a tough man. People are afraid of a humble man. Tough man, people who like to fight. Humble man, you see, no, I'm put in God's hands. Then you learn to be humble again. Get back to being humble. Get back to being humble. If not, God's going to humble you. And you get back to being humble. Listen, I had 20 pages, but I only did one. God has something better to say. God has something greater to say. Is if we can fix us, we can change the world. If we can fix us, we can change the world.
I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Because I have crazy faith. And I believe. Believe me, I believe. Coca-Cola. Anywhere you go, you see a Coke, right? You see a Coke. Anywhere in the world. I travel around the world. I say everywhere in different, different languages. They're global. But the way they did it was local. They first took all the local locations. If we take care of everything local, it'll go global. If we take care of local, we'll go global. If we take care of local, we'll go global. If we take care of Jesus here, Jesus is going to get to go global like never before. I'm telling you, it's been happening. It's been taking place. That's the Coca-Cola motto. That's the Coca-Cola motto. Thinking local to go global. I'm telling you. Every little thing that started, that you've seen that is great, did not start off great. It started off like a seed. Started off with a vision. That's the way it is. Apple software, Mac, Pro, all these started with the thought. McDonald's started with the thought, started with the vision. You see all the fight, everything, and all the troubles. This is a show called, I think, McDonald's, what's it called? One of those founder that tells you everything is crazy. Because you know I like to watch movies. But it shows you what happens. You don't have, I don't have all this not here because of what happened. It started with the vision. It started with my pastor throwing me out. I mean, sending me out. <laughs> the same way it can happen within your house. Have vision for your house. I want to see my family restored. I want to see my family mended. I want to see my family healed. I want to see my kids loving on me like never before again. I want to fix some stuff. I want to see myself being different. Let's start at home. Forget about it. Let's start at home. When we do that, we'll be okay. Let's love God. And let's love our neighbor. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we want to just thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you this morning, God. Thank you for your simple gospel, God. Thank you for the simple gospel, God. But I pray, Father God, right now, God, that you would just go and continue to search the hearts of your people, God. Have your way within their hearts. Have your way within their spirits, God. But I pray right now that you continue to break through, break through, break through, break through, God. Or if they would know, God, that they need change. If they will know that they need deliverance, that they need healing, that they need you more than ever, God. That it's you, you, you. It's always been you, Father. It's always been about you, Father. I ask you, Father, in the name of Jesus, such a heart of your people. If that's you today, you're saying, I need Jesus, I need Jesus, I want you to come. I want you to come right now and say, I need Jesus, I need Jesus. I want you to come and say, I need to give my life to God. That Jesus that you've been talking about, I'm going to give my life to God. I, I've been struggling. I've been going through something. I've been going through some things. If that's you need a prayer, I want you to come. I want you to come. I want you to come now. The altars are open. Maybe God spoke to you. You say, man, Pastor, there's some things I need to move forward. I need to let go of some things. If that's you, I want you to come. I want you to come. If God spoke to you in any way, you come and say, here I am. Here I am. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't worry about nobody. Because when you're going to go home, it's going to go home by yourself. Let's don't go home to the same thing. Let's go home to something different. Let's leave this place different. Let's let everything here, let it go here.
This is the place to let go. The place to let go. To let go. To let go. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.